0: Shay's ear says he's gonna play football again. And he's gonna make the Hall of Fame. I admire his determination and ambition, so here's hoping. Still no word on why the Aloquipa school board is gonna take a vote to fire the high school football coach, Mike Zemanic. Zemanik has guided his team to the last 10 Whitfield Championship games and has won six Whipple football championships. At Aliquippa The guy's an all-time great And the board wants to dump him And no one will say why The school board members won't talk to the media What gutless cowards If Semanic gets fired The school board should have to say why Somebody tweeted that Semanic Has been withholding college recruiting letters From Aliquippa players Why would Semanic do that? What's the upside for him? Sorry, but I'm not buying that story. Quantel Reigns, who was the best football player at Aliquippa this year, he's going to West Virginia next year. Reigns isn't playing in the Big 33 game, and he says it's because the coaches at Aliquippa failed to nominate him. The Big 33 game is an annual All-Star game in Harrisburg in July. And this year, it's between Pennsylvania and Maryland. Nine of the Whitfields' top ten prospects won't be playing in the game for whatever reason. Raines also said the kids at Aliquippa assumed all year it was Zemanic's last season. Uh, the Zemanics situation is amazing. Very worthy of discussion. Rick Murphy, who used to coach Brashear High School, uh, he said, quote, this is like the Patriots firing Belichick. Unquote. The Pirates got an outfielder for the Boston Red Sox, Bryce Brents, 29 years old, and he only has 90 at-bats in the big leagues. Ordinarily, I would laugh at a minimal acquisition like this, but Brents hit 31 home runs in AAA last year, and a team like the Red Sox ignores guys like that in favor of signing free agents like J.D. Martinez. So if you're going to do things on the cheap, the way the Pirates do, getting this guy Brents is not a bad idea. And the Pirates signed another outfielder, Michael Saunders. He made the All-Star game with Toronto in 2016, but hit just 202 last year. The Pirates are throwing a lot of crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, Louisville men's basketball had to give a bunch of wins back including the 2013 National Championship. Nothing is a dumber concept than vacating wins. Nobody who played in or watched those games is reversing the result in their minds. The losing team is not now taking credit for those wins. We'll talk more on that a bit later. In the meantime, we just keep waiting for the Penguins to make a trade. You know Rutherford wants to. He's just waiting for the prices to drop. Got a big column about the notion the Penguins should get Grabner. Check it out at TribLive.com. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call, or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Today it was announced at a meeting of all employees here at the Pittsburgh chapter of iHeartMedia. It was announced that I am the biggest producer of revenue in the building. That includes DVE, KISS, 3WS, all the iHeartMedia radio stations. I am the number one revenue producer in all of Pittsburgh radio. I am not only the super genius, I am Mr. Money in the bank. Uh, Getting back to the Penguins, I remain convinced that Grabner is the guy for the pens to get. Uh, not Broussard, but Grabner. Grabner's got that speed, even strength goals. Uh, that that. Grabner having the second most even strength goals in the NHL since the beginning of last season with 40. That is an amazing and impressive number. If you want to check out some Grabner highlights that feature his skating speed, Go to the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. I got four videos posted of Grabner just sprinting past the entire opposition en route to a goal. Uh, these videos will knock your eyes out. That's on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. I like when people looked down their nose and poo-poo Grabner's numbers because he's got seven empty net goals this season. Uh, Okay, Grabner has 25 goals total. 25 minus 7 is 18, which is still a lot of goals. Only four Penguins have more than 18 goals, Uh, and that includes Crosby and Gensel with 19 each, just one more. Empty net goals count too. It means the coach has enough faith to put Grabner out there at the end of a close game. And empty net goals are important because they seal the deal. They put the game away. If empty net goals are so easy, why do the Penguins have so much trouble scoring them? Uh, I want Grabner for the Penguins. I'd take Broussard if the price isn't too high, but it will be. You could get Grabner and also get an upgraded fourth-line center. But I don't like Placanitz, too old, bad numbers. I don't like Cullen. I mean, him coming back would be okay, but he is another year older. Pajot would cost too much, and you know, so very often, the guy you wind up getting at the trade deadline is the guy nobody's talking about. Washington lost to Tampa. The Flyers beat Montreal, so Wash is one point ahead of Pittsburgh uh, with one game still in hand. Philadelphia is two points behind Pittsburgh with one game in hand, and New Jersey is two points behind the Flyers with one game in hand on the Penguins. It really is some race in the Metro Division. Right now, Columbus is in the second wild card. Here's a weird stat. The Flyers haven't had to kill a penalty in three games. Have not been shorthanded once in the last three games. Fred Shiro must be spinning in his grave. The U.S. is out of the Olympic hockey tournament, uh, the men's side. They lost to the Czech Republic 3-2 in a shootout last night. I watched the game. It was so, so bad. The guys who played best for the U.S. were the college players, which makes you wonder why they didn't just get college players. I am looking forward to the women's gold medal game tonight, U.S. versus Canada, as always. My favorite Olympic TV personality is Johnny Weir, the ex-figure skater who is analyzing uh, the sport he excelled in. I like them just for the hair. Piled up high, lustrous, and luxurious. Ow! Uh, Lindsey Vaughn finished third in the downhill. She's 33, so it's all downhill from here. Whammy! We're going to talk about Lev Bell and that situation in just a little bit. Yesterday, we talked about Mike DeCoursey's column at the Sporting News website where he talked about Bell's weaknesses, which are hidden inside his stats, if you care to look. And today, the big lead posted a story saying Bell isn't worth big money. That story points out that you can get almost the same numbers for a lot cheaper and with far less trouble. If the Steelers give Lev Bell big money, they are rewarding crappy behavior, and the article adds that Bell's production can't possibly justify paying him $14 $14 million or more per season. Uh, here's a great line from that story. The only reason the Steelers seem to be keeping Bell around is because he's already around. That just feels lazy, unquote. Uh, it certainly does. The Shazier story is uplifting. Shazier says he's making unprecedented progress. I hope he's right. If what happened to him... Happened to me, obviously I would want to walk and lead a normal life again, but I'm not sure if I want to play football again, to take that risk again. If you were Shazier and you recovered, were able to walk, and had a chance to play football again, would you take that risk? I would not. 412 333 the number to call. We got Mike Rupp at 430, Dajon at 530. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 X. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, what's happening, Mark? Loud noises! DX at 105.9. Double M here, Mr. Money in the Bank. On a rainy Wednesday. It does suck outside. Uh, I'm more convinced than ever that the Steelers can't give Le'Veon Bell a long-term contract. I spent all day yesterday telling you his weaknesses. How about you calling up today and telling me why the Steelers should give Lev Bell a long-term deal? I could live with the franchise tag one year at a time. I could live with letting him walk. I can't give that guy a long-term deal. Not with the wear and tear. Not with the weaknesses that are hidden inside his stats. Not with the two suspensions and not giving Bell's contract demands. His stats are empty stats as i keep telling you there's a lot of negatives hidden inside bell statistics your thoughts at 4123339939 uh boy the major league baseball players are crying like crazy about limiting the mound visits uh when a player visits the mound it's almost never about talking strategy it's about disrupting the flow of the game to benefit the pitcher but it's also disrupting the flow of the game for the viewer and tacking on dead time for the viewer. But you never hear a baseball player talk about the fan in any way that's not obligatory and patronizing. The whining about this is unbearable. Imagine what it would be like if they put in a pitchcock. Let's go to Corey in the car. Corey, you're on the Mark Madden show. What up, Big Sexy? What up, man? First off, congratulations on your professional award today. Yeah, I got like a little trophy and everything. Uh, And and a gift card. Congratulations on that.
1: Uh, Two things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Shazier, I think it's great to hear that he's doing well. I I am a fan of him. I think he's a good role model for the team. However, given the the injury he sustained and how he did it, and I know there's been a lot of discussion over how he plays, Do you think that he would be, if if he was able to heal enough to go play in the NFL, do you think he would be able at this point in his career to change his style to make it safer to not re-aggravate that injury?
0: I don't think there's any way that Ryan Shazier can come back from the injury he sustained and play football in any manner where safety is even slightly guaranteed. I can't imagine the Steelers team physician would ever clear Shazier to play again. I mean, if you're you're asking me whether Shazier can relearn how to tackle, yeah, I suppose so, but I just don't picture it's ever going to come to that. If he wants to use the possibility of playing football again as a carrot to dangle to work harder toward his recovery, well, hey, that's good, whatever motivates him, but I don't believe he'll ever be cleared to play football again. Let's go to Ken. Goodbye, Corey. Let's go to Ken in the car. Ken, you're on with double M. Can you hear me? I can. Hey, um, I love the idea of getting Grabner and uh,
1: putting him on Crosby's line. My question is, what do you think the Pens would have to go pop to get
0: him? Funny you mentioned that. Bob McKenzie of TSN reports that the asking price for Grabner is a second-round pick. And something else. Now, one something else would be, I don't know. Would I give a second round pick in Connor Sheary for Grabner? I might. Would I give a second round pick in Sprong for Grabner? I might. I'd consider both those deals. I'd try to get away with less because it's a rental, but I'd consider both those possibilities. Now when they say something else, that can't stop me from thinking to myself. She's sure fine looking, man. She's something else. <singing> Look at that. Here she comes. Here comes that girl again. Who's cool enough to like know Eddie Cochran lyrics on the radio these days? I really do even impress myself sometimes. Uh, 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Later on, we're going to talk about that ridiculous situation where Louisville men's basketball had to vacate a bunch of wins between 2011 and fifteen, including the 2013 uh, National Championship because uh, an assistant coach set up some recruits with hookers. I think vacating wins is just a horribly... Teddy concept it it doesn't really punish louisville at all i also don't see the connection between getting the recruits hookers and louisville having an easier time winning I, I don't get that and i'll tell you who the real villain of the louisville story is the real villain is the hooker who ratted out the whole deal and i'm not kidding Discretion is the key to being a respected prostitute. First and foremost, you need to be discretionary. Uh, UFO used to do Eddie Cochran songs, which is why I know the lyrics and the riffs. They used to do something else. They did, oh God, they did one. On their very first album, and then they covered it on their comeback tour in 95, and I forget the friggin' name of it. Anybody who remembers, tweet me, at X, and of course, Sid Vicious, as a solo, the Sex Pistols bassist, in his very brief solo career, uh, he covered something else as well. Four, one, two, three. Come on, everybody! But I can't think of the riff for it just right now. Great song though. Uh who cares? Come on, everybody! Barrel, 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 barrel. Michael Schenker and town In a couple weeks, the original UFO guitarist. Hopefully, we'll let him host the show for about fifteen minutes, like he did. The last time he appeared in, barely let me get a word in edgewise. People are making fun of me on Twitter because I said the hooker in the Louisville case did the dishonorable thing by ratting out the whole deal. She did. Hookers are supposed to keep their mouths shut except when, well, you know, they're not supposed to. Discretion. It's all about discretion. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, I still can't get a grip on why they're trying to get rid of Zemanic at Aliquippa. I think they're going to fail, though. And I think stuff like me taking the Aliquippa school board to task on shows like this helps. I really do. I guess that vote's tonight, right? I mean, uh, and like I said, I've read the names of the school board on the air. And I'll tell you what, if if they do get rid of Zemanic, and I and I bet they don't. I bet now that they've been called out and look bad, I bet they don't get the votes to get rid of Mike Zemanic tonight at the Albuquerque school board meeting. But if they do get rid of them, those douchebags better have the guts to say why. They better have the guts to say why. Because, you know, it's a very short leap from saying their names on the air to saying their addresses on the air to saying their home phone numbers on the air. Yes, it really is a very short leap. If they won't give the explanation to the media... So the public can find out about it. Well, I think I owe it to you, the public, to give them their numbers at home so you can call them and get the explanation you do deserve. 1059DX.
1: This is Ian Cole of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 1059DX.
0: Been doing my homework all week long. Now the house is empty. My folks are gone. Who cares? Come on, everybody. Bow, 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 bow. You know, when you talk about the Penguins' playoff chances, don't just talk about who they got to get in a trade and line combinations and so forth. Don't just discuss all the in-house stuff. Consider the other teams, too. Who's going to beat the Penguins in a best-of-seven series? In the Eastern Conference, a bunch of teams definitely will not. Philadelphia will not. Carolina will not. The Islanders will not. If the Rangers somehow caught their way back into a wild card, they would not beat the Penguins in a best of seven. New Jersey would be a challenge, but every score between Pittsburgh and New Jersey would be 2-1 or 3-1, and Pittsburgh would win in five or six games. Washington could beat the Penguins, but they didn't last year, and this year the Caps aren't as good as they were last season. So that takes care of the Metro Division. In the Atlantic Division, Tampa is obviously very good. Lots of talent. MVP in Kucherov. You got Stamkos. you got Hedman, you got a great young goalie in Vasilevsky. But Tampa Bay plays like the Penguins, very similar style, offensive pyrotechnics. And I don't believe any team can beat the Penguins at their own game in a seven-game series. Plus, the Lightning is hiding some subpar guys like Girardi. It's, It's a flawed team in certain spots. But I guess they would probably say the same of the Penguins. Toronto, same as Tampa, but worse. The Leafs play like the Penguins too, but their defense is rotten. Boston is interesting. They could muck it up and get the Penguins off their game to a degree, but the Bruins don't have much depth up front. So there you go. Not many teams could beat the Penguins, and I can't honestly say that any team in the Eastern Conference should beat the Penguins, although... What if Washington finally beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs this year? Because they could. They won't, but they could. Ovi, Holtby, Backstrom, Carlson, that's still a very good team. But Holtby is having an awful year. His goals against is up near three. His save percentage is at an all-time worst. Ovi and the Capitals may yet have their year. I don't think it'll be this year. Let's go to Mark in Arkansas. Mark, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. Me and a friend were talking about uh, who the pen
1: should give up. I think he's absolutely crazy for saying that he would consider getting
0: rid of Olimada for Bessard. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Anything else? No, sir. Thank I- you. I mean, they're just not going to do that. I'm not going to discuss... Them trading Ole Mata for Derek Broussard. thats just not going to happen. How would they reconfigure their defense?
1: I have no idea how they would. I, like I said, I told him he was crazy for even thinking that the defensive pair. That well, they have Ole now struggled is bad. the
0: last couple years. He wasn't as bad as his critics thought, uh, but he wasn't the player he could be and is now. But people have it in their heads that he's this, you know, disposable part. I was at. Uh, the Broad Street Bistro, North for Sales, on Sunday to do a Penguins viewing party. Which reminds me, I'll be at the Bridgeville Volunteer Fire Department Friday night and Willie's Bar and Grill in Fredericton, PA, Saturday night for Penguins viewing parties. And these guys at the Broad Street Bistro, nice guys, kind of simple-minded, though, because they were saying the same thing your friend was. Get rid of Mata. He's no good. Yada, yada. Yada and Ole has been their best defenseman all year. Uh, people get predisposed to a certain opinion about certain players, and they stick to it no matter what their eyes may be telling them. Uh, you, you got to be flexible. you got to let your eyes and your mind absorb. Like, uh, for example, I was a critic of Geno for how long? But Geno the last three years has been the most balanced two-way Geno ever. And now this goal scoring tear, I just superb. Let's go to Mitch in the car. Mitch, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hi Mark. I want to talk
1: about Mike Smianic got uh, two points. One, he has that unbelievable record, and most people give him no credit for playing up in all those years.
0: Oh that's true. Uh, just, up. just to just to clarify, Mitch, Alequippa football could play, I believe, class A, correct? Absolutely, and they play and they, a class double A. They play a level higher than their male enrollment requires them to, and they still dominate. Very good. What else you got?
1: Yeah, well, Mark, they actually play uh, in three A, not two A. They play in three.
0: So they play two levels up. Yes, sir. That that's okay. amazing.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. They do that well, but I'm going to tell you, uh, Mike's a great coach. I worked with him, worked with him, and Donia. That's another great coach. And he is a victim of discrimination. As far as I'm concerned, it's age and race. Okay, that's the only thing uh, that these people are holding on to.
0: And I think Okay, now when you say fun. age, how, how old is Mike? Mike's in his 60s, correct?
1: No, Mike would be 71.
0: Okay, and they just think he's too old to do it, even though he's in the championship game every year. That's correct. And what about the race thing? I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to put up but to say, what, the black parents want him out? Why would they want him out? Well, I just think uh,
1: because of the makeup of the team and the community, Mike doesn't really represent
0: them. Yeah, know you, you know sad. what? Anybody who could get my high school football team to 10 straight Whipple championship games, I'd say he's representing my community just swell.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm with you, brother. Okay, but you know, you know, you know where on.
0: Mike's up against it, though. If that's indeed the case, and I don't know for sure that it is, but th- there's no way to talk about that and defend Mike without sounding racist. That
1: absolutely, I agree with you 100. percent
0: now, now let me think, ask you this: the school board, there are nine members. How many are white? How many are African American?
1: You know, I don't know that. I'm sorry. You know, I don't know that. But I like that, the. That's point.
0: a relevant question. Uh, tied very into what you're so. saying, correct? Yeah, very much so.
1: I know one of the women, and she's a minority, that's for sure. You see, but here's
0: the thing about the whole semantic situation. Just from reading between the lines of some of the stuff Mike said, he hasn't said very much, but I think that this battle's probably going on for some time, and he's weary of it, and if it's time to go, then it's time to go, and maybe he even wants to go. Well, he's a class guy. I don't think he
1: wants to go, but I don't think he wants to be where he's not.
0: Well, let me watching. tell you what I'll be rooting for. I'll be rooting for Albuquerque to fall apart at the seams under a different coach next year, which I would bet it will.
1: Well, I think you're probably right. But what they'll do, Mark, is they'll lower themselves in classification.
0: Okay? I think it's Trust too late to do that. that for next year. I think everything's been set for next year. I think you have to April one. No, no, okay. I don't think so. I, I, I saw... So I saw an announcement of the conference alignments just the other day. I think that is uh, how it'd be. Thank you for the call. You know, I don't know how to say this delicately. If it is a race thing, if, you know, a black community doesn't want a white guy coaching their kids, there's no way to argue against that without signing like a Klansman, which really cripples Zemanik and and people who support him. In their effort to support him. But, you know, let, let me tell you, if they get rid of Zemanic, Zemanic won't be the, the party worse off in the aftermath. I guarantee that. 412 333 9939, the number to call. A lot of talk on Twitter about me saying the prostitute at Louisville who ratted out all that uh, hanky panky that she's the villain because prostitutes are supposed to have discretion. They are supposed to have discretion. How many of you guys, let's face it, I know almost every guy listening has been with a prostitute. You do it to get away from your wives. I don't blame you. Your wives are ugly. You do it to get away from your girlfriends. I don't blame you. Your girlfriends have horrible dispositions. But you wouldn't do it if you thought they were going to run to your wife, run to your girlfriend and tell you about all the despicable things you paid her to do. Stuff the wife or girlfriend would never do, which is why you're with the prostitute in the first place. Discretion. There must be discretion. With no discretion, it's a world gone mad. Mad, I tell you. 412-333-9939. By the way, for winning Mr. Money in the Bank here at iHeartMedia, for being the highest revenue on-air personality, uh, drawing the most money in the building, which actually, it means a lot for me to know that's true because that to me is the basis of the business I'm in. That's I'm a wrestling guy. That's the standard I use. The best wrestler is the one who draws the most money. So, uh, But they, they gave me a trophy. They, a bunch of awards got given out. The trophy is literally what it, it, when I got it, I thought, okay, this is not even as big as my you-know-what. And my you-know-what is pretty much smaller than than everything. But then again, it doesn't matter when you draw that kind of money when you are Mr. Money in the bank. I, I got two Visa gift cards worth 100 bucks each. I'm not sure how to use them. How do you use them? Just go to a place where you would use a, it's like a debit card. Is that it? Okay. Well, I'll give it a whirl. Let's go to Andrew in Manaka. Andrew. You're on the Mark Madden show. How you doing, Mark? Good.
1: Yeah. I just called him to talk about Ziminek there a little bit. I, I, I grew up in Beaver County here, played Rochester football, state champions multiple years. Uh, the whole community in our club has been falling apart for years. He's held that team together, the community together for a long time. You see, that that's and... the
0: thing. It 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 really it really annoys me that if what the last caller said is true, and I don't know that it is, but that the, 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 the African American parents want their community represented by an African American coach, and that's an element in the school board wanting the removal of Zemanic. But I'll tell you like like the caller also said, and I know to be true. Zemanic has been an element in uniting a racially divided community. That football program has been an element in uniting a racially divided community. Uh, S.L. Price wrote a book about the football in Aliquippa and and pretty much said the same thing, that it's been that way throughout history. Will a black coach do the same thing? I don't know. I think a black coach could. I think a white coach has. I don't think the color matters when it comes to unifying a community through football, which is a hard thing to do. George Novak at Woodland Hills, when that district came together, and I think seven smaller districts, six, something like that, combined to form Woodland Hills, you had white schools merging with black schools. It was that clear cut. And Novak put a football team together that was great and united that community immediately uh, when the merger occurred. And, and, and for, all the, for, for all the for all the championships George won, I gave him credit for that. Maybe more than any of those championships, and I do the same with Mike Zemanic.
1: Absolutely, he was decorated for that. What they're doing to Zemanic is, is disgraceful. I mean, it's the guy's devoted his life; he's made the community a better place to be. And what they're doing, it's disgraceful. Well, now you now
0: because all this negative light's been sent, been 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 put on the attempt to get rid of him. Do you think they will get rid of him now, or do you think what's been said and written the past couple of days will make the school board back off?
1: I think they have no choice now. I mean, the water's so hot that they have to, they have to get rid of him. I mean,
0: what are they going to do, apologize and say, you can have your job
1: back? I mean, Well, no, they haven't
0: taken his job away yet. Okay. Right now the job is still his. And, you know, in all that technical speak that school board's so delight in using, they wouldn't be firing Mike. They would putting his, be putting his job open. And then he could reapply for the job if he wants, although I would hope he has too much pride to do that. But but I remember, but but, let me cite history here. I remember when some idiots at St. Clair tried to get rid of Jim Render, when some idiots at North Hills tried to get rid of Jack McCurry, when some idiots at Chargers Valley tried to get rid of Timbo McConnell, the basketball coach there. And because stuff like I'm saying came to light, stuff like Mike White wrote come to light, they backed down. And I think it's probably going to be the same here. 412-333-9939. Uh, I heard some interesting baseball talk on the radio last night. Not interesting in terms of what was said, but interesting in terms of, of who said it, the, the demographic, and what they thought was important, and it really isn't important at all. But, but it's amusing, so I will amuse you, as I so often do, In just a few moments on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? We're all going to rock to the rules I make. Double M, big fan. How you like it now, bitch? DX at 105.9. Sportsnet in Canada calls Michael Graham of the New York Rangers the most underappreciated contributor among those players on the market. As mentioned, only Austin Matthews has scored more even-strength goals than Grabner since the start of last season. And Grabner's 24 even-strength goals this year rank him fourth in the league. The guy gets no power play time, hasn't scored on the man advantage since twenty. 13. He's got incredible speed As noted, he produces 5 on 5 He would take the Penguin's biggest strength And make it all the more overwhelming No quarter brought to you by 84 Lumber Excuse me, by CW Electrical Services Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com You see, when you're Mr. Money in the Bank When you're the highest revenue producer among on air personalities in this building, everything's sponsored because money is what I'm all about. I was listening to the B team last night, and they were trying to talk Pirates baseball. And I realized, listening to the callers, that old people still take the Pirates very seriously. Old people are still good at pretending the Pirates still really matter. Because back then, baseball was huge, and the Pirates didn't necessarily stink. I grew up in the 70s. The Pirates were good. Two world championships and a bunch of division titles. Old people like to talk X's and O's about baseball. Like this guy last night called the B team and said, They need another power bat to protect Josh Bell in the lineup. He said that while ignoring that the Pirates aren't going to sign another power bat and even if they sign Giancarlo Stanton the Pirates still wouldn't be a 500 team. And this old bastard called the radio show all worried about protecting Josh Bell in the lineup when it doesn't matter... At all. But he's old. He remembers when they were good. He remembers when baseball was really important. Baseball, boxing, and horse racing used to be the only three sports that mattered in the United States. Up until Joe Namath predicted victory in Super Bowl three, and the NFL and AFL merged, and football just took off from there, and basketball, which used to be nothing, got bigger and hockey which used to be nothing got bigger the only sports that mattered were baseball, boxing, and horse racing baseball was larger than life by so far the number one sport in America and there are people who remember when that was the case and when the Pirates were good. Pirates were good for the entire decade of the 70s then they were good again in the early 90s that's all you're ever gonna get from the Pirates again I think like three or four year runs every couple decades. Think about it. From the early 80s through 2012, the Pirates were horrible, except for that little window in the 90s where they won the three division titles. Then they won the three, well, playoff first, not division titles, in 13, 14, or 15, and now it's back down the toilet, the old Bemis for probably the next 15 years. That's how baseball operates in Pittsburgh now. Let's go to Tony in the car. Tony, you're on the Bart Madden Show. Mr. Madden. Yep. Uh, I was just thinking another possibility
1: of um, things that I've seen. I've been involved in youth and high school sports. Is you get these board members and they form a clique They've been together since youth sports and they're always, instead of looking out for the best interests of the schools, they're looking out to take care of each other and their friends.
0: Looking to take care of each other's kids, yeah. But I like what the one caller said. He broke it down very simply. It's an age issue and a race issue. And probably mostly a race issue being given uh, added credibility through the age issue. Speaking of racism, that's come up. Uh, when discussing Lamar Jackson, the Louisville quarterback, won the Heisman a couple years ago. But Bill Polin of ESPN thinks he should play wide receiver in the pros. We'll talk about that in 30 seconds here on 105.9 The X.